0: Hello everyone, I'm Diane, I am Kumia, and you're listening to the STEM Talks podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing STEM education in this pandemic and how we can help each other adapt while strengthening STEM in the Philippines. Apart from disruptions in both economic and social lives, conversations on how education will move forward still remains an issue that involves all sectors and not just in education. Every day, we see in the news that students are struggling to enroll or even acquire stable internet connections. At the same time, we hear stories of teachers, both young and old, who are relearning their ways of teaching.
1: Now, the pandemic has also allowed people to gradually see the relevance of STEM in supporting innovation and improving the way we live. There is now a greater demand for technology and innovations to respond and improve the way we treat them and manage COVID-19. With this, we ask ourselves, is the Philippines ready for distance learning, especially in STEM? How can we help our fellow STEM teachers and students?
0: Today, we welcome our guests, Sir Chris Olago, a STEM teacher, and two senior high school students in STEM, Janzo and Aina, to share with us their experiences so far in teaching and learning in this pandemic and hopefully we gain new insights in order to help each other adapt for the future of STEM education. So, good morning to our guests. May we ask you to introduce yourselves. Maybe you can start Sir Crisologo, then Janjo and Ina.
2: Okay. Good morning, Camille. Good morning, Diane. And good morning to everyone else. My name is Leo Crisologo. I am a mathematics teacher in Philippine Science High School. I've been part of the STEM PH program of UNILAB. I think uh, when it was started, it was part of the team that went to, to Boston for training. I'm also a fellow of the Fulbright Distinguished Awards and Teaching Program for international teachers. So it was a recently concluded program, actually we were affected by the COVID pandemic in the United States, and we had to cut it short and go home early.
0: Okay, thank you, Sir Crisologo. Maybe we can ask Janjo and Aina to introduce themselves next.
3: Hello, good morning, everyone. I'm Jan Conrad R. Hermano. You can call me Janjo. I'm a grade 12 STEM student at UT Integrated School.
4: I'm Faye Aina Orledov from Philippine Science High School, Calabarzon Region Campus. I am also part of the creatives team of Siencia PH, and the zone Scholar.
0: Thank you, Sir Janjo, Jan jo, and Aina for that short introduction. We are thrilled to have you here with us today. And we also believe that it's important to get perspectives from people in STEM when talking about STEM, of course. So, before we proceed with the session and go more in depth on STEM education, we also want to know more about why you're in STEM. So, Sir Chrysaloga, if you don't mind us asking, what made you decide to become a teacher in STEM?
2: So actually, I did not have an undergraduate degree in education. I actually took up electronics and communications engineering in university. So I had a couple of years in corporate job and then I felt that as a government scholar, I would like to sort of give back to the Filipinos for funding my education since high school all the way to university so I decided to try teaching and in my mind I'd like to only do it for maybe two or three years then possibly go back to, to industry. But I, I stayed around, I liked it, I felt it was fulfilling so I found myself in Philippine Science High School and I'm teaching mathematics. I guess at the time it was the closest subject I can teach with regard to my skill set. I also applied to be a computer science teacher, but I stayed with a mathematics subject. So here, I decided to pursue graduate studies so I could be a better mathematics teacher. And I'm still here. I've been in Philippine Science High School for 12 years. I've been teaching for 14 years, and it's been a very challenging 14 years, especially now that we are encountering this pandemic and we're encountering the challenge of distance learning So you have to really make use of all the skills that you've picked up along the way because there are many new challenges that surprise you as a teacher. This is not what we've trained for. This is not what we've been preparing for. And this is not how we are developing our skills. And yet this is the situation and we have to adjust. So it's exciting, it's scary, and hopefully this leads to something useful, important, despite the challenges that the teachers and the students have, hopefully, we come up with something that does not hold back our students in our country. Um, sir. Yeah.
1: I just wanted to clarify. So you've been a math teacher for twelve years, is that right?
2: For 14 years. Twelve years in Philippine Science.
1: Oh, all right, all right. So would you say that being a teacher now in the pandemic, this is the one of the biggest changes in your life as <laughs> in the 14 years of teaching?
2: As a teacher, yes, I would say so because everything is new. This is uh, the way you're preparing for lessons for face-to-face is not the same as how you would prepare lessons for for distance education. The skills that you've developed along the years in managing a class, in setting expectations, in having students engage with the lesson activities, suddenly they're off the table. You have to Find new ways that you haven't tried before. And it's so easy to lose engagement from students if you're not with them in the same room. If they're in their houses and you have no idea what they are experiencing, what, what their environment is like, what other things that they need to do while they're balancing that with your lessons. So it's really a big challenge. And we still don't know if what we're doing is the right thing.
0: Agree, sir, actually. And it's really great to hear that you're still motivated to teach STEM despite the pandemic. Like, you're still finding new ways to adjust, to adapt, even though these challenges are... It's a big surprise for everyone. Okay. What about our students? I'm sure that you've been thinking more about what your future is going to look like. What STEM career are you interested in pursuing and why? can start with Janjo.
3: Okay, so... um... I plan on pursuing a medical degree in the future. I'm going to take a pre-med course first, of course. I chose medicine because I feel like it's a really good combination of two fields of studies that I really like. Social sciences and natural sciences, of course. I really like talking to people, interacting with them. But on top of that, I also have a deep connection with science, especially biology and chemistry that's all the more motivation really for me to pursue it
0: okay so have you always like wanted to be in the field of medicine that's something you've always aspired to be
3: in my younger years I actually wanted to be a teacher oh. because I was so fascinated about my kindergarten teacher she was so nice so I was really motivated and that actually started my interest in sort of science and communications really but in elementary and high school, I grew very fond of science, so it was actually very hard for me to find a middle ground. But then I came across medicine, which is the probably the perfect combination of those two fields. Ever since then, maybe the only conflict I had back then was picking a specialization, and. Even until now, I haven't decided yet. But I'm really leaning towards uh, psychology and neuroscience.
0: Oh wow, interesting. Okay, so what about you, Aina?
4: So at first, gusto ko lang na maging, as in chemist in general. But societal factors, mas ginusto ko na mag- ng agricultural chem since so as mentioned kanina societal factors ang dong nangyayari sa bansa and ang gusto ko lang talaga ever since I studied na makatulong ako sa society how can I contribute kung paano siya mag-flourish and i think that's one of the biggest motivation i have lalo na na ang dependent ngayon ng society sa science given that Starting from the ASF, from the Taal Volcano eruption, and there goes the COVID-19 pandemic that still
1: persists. alam kung matatapos. So, Aina, what made you interested in chemistry or agrichem? Do you have family members or relatives who are in that field? Because it's a relatively new term, to me at least. So, yeah, how did you find out about it? And what motivates you to pursue that?
4: Because I grew up in Bukid. Our surrounding area, there hog racers, there are poultry, and in one our pa namin hometown, Marinduque, there are a farm fields. So I guess that's one factor. And nalamung ko actually yung agri lately lag. Kasi, nung nagi isa pa ng courses. Kasi, it's set season, supposedly. So, nung nag-ahanap ako ko mga pending backup courses. Nakita ko. Supposedly, kem lang kasi. Then, nagahanapa ako ng, back, ng backup courses. Nakita ko, specifically sa UPLB. But, oy may agri So, I was intrigued. At the same time, I'm currently taking up agricultural science as my elective for for this school year. Tapos dumagdag din siguro yung mga financial problems when it comes to agricultural aspects dito kasi parang yung agricultural sector. So, it's very actual personal to me and in a wide
0: scale, it's a problem. Actually, I also want to emphasize what Aina said. Our country is really rich in agriculture, and it still saddens me till this day that it's not given a priority. Like, the agriculture sector isn't. It's people degrade it or they don't see it as something important. But our country has a lot of produce, and of course, we're we're also rich in a lot of other resources, and it's not even being valued properly. So... Agriculture chem is really an interesting track or interesting field. Like, same as Camille, it's my first time hearing something like that.
1: It's been a month since classes started. I remember it was pushed back to October, right? So now that it's the end of October, we wanted to hear from you. What were your initial reactions then when you realized, okay, we might not have face-to-face classes. So, Sir Crisologo, maybe as a teacher, what was your initial reaction when you realized, okay, things going to be online or modular?
2: Okay. I think what we realized back then was that we had to accept as a faculty body that it's not going to happen. We're not going to have face-to-face classes. There's no indicators that we are Controlling the spread of the pandemic, so it was slowly, parang slowly na, ng realization that no, this is going to happen. But one of our challenges back then was over the break, because if you will recall, we cut classes early, ng ng March, Hindi yung school year. So what our school did was they instituted a bridging program. So teachers were asked to over the summer break the supposed summer break and then that left the teachers with very little time to prepare for online classes, Parang almost two weeks lang yung pagitan from where they were asked to conduct online bridging classes to starting the full distance classes experience so there was an element of panic there's a huge element of uncertainty like how are we going to do this and what tools are we supposed to, to use, ba? To, to teach. Yung isang thing was, ano yung iniisip ng teachers na paraan ng pagturo ng distance education? You have the teachers na conditioned na they will speak in front of classes. So, the default in their minds was yung mag-zoom classes tayo. Yung nakikita natin na perception ng distance education I guess a media na you have a teacher doing zoom classes you have their students na n sa, sa same online room tapos synchronous yung method nung teaching I was privileged na I was on study leave nung start nung year na to, so I did not have to handle a bridging class and that left me with a lot of time to prepare for online classes. Kami kasi nag-start kami September. That left me a lot of time to prepare for those online classes. So I used that time but again, it's not not everyone of us at school had that leeway, that privilege. So I just made use of it to to learn how to make videos to look kung anong mga tools yung yung and keeping in mind na hindi ko din alam kung magiging effective sila sa teaching. Parang I'm just trying to absorb as much information as I can and hopefully hopefully that will prepare me sa start ng classes na deliver ng lessons. So I made videos of lessons then I threw them away kasi pangits sila then I made another video then I threw that away as well. So there is really a process, a learning curve, a steep learning curve, that I to jump before I could start making lesson videos that satisfy me, that I can get actual classes. Ko. So, yun, I guess that's what went through my mind, and that's how I prepared for online classes. And even at this point, I've been making several videos. I cannot honestly say that they're the best tools that I could use. It's just what I tried. It's just what's working right now. And still, even if we're one month in, sa distance education, we still have to have an open mind. Because ano ba yung better methods of reaching the students? You have to get feedback from them. Then ko ano yung gusto nila, ano yung work for them. So even if we're one month in, wala paren siguro. Hindi ko parin masasabeh. That I have that confidence now alam kunengina go wako.
1: Yeah, I noticed also, sir, how the first reaction of a teacher would be, okay, how am I gonna go about this? That's such a STEM teacher way of thinking. And also how, okay, if I do this, will it be effective? So interesting, interesting way of responding to this. Siguro, from the side of the students, Janjo and Ana, what were your reaction when you realized? Oh! Suspended! Suspended classes. And then eventually, biglang, oh! Walang face-to-face classes entirely for the next class. So yeah, Aina, maybe you can share what you felt when you've realized na the grade 12 year would not have, yeah, these face-to-face classes with your friends and batchmates. Actually,
4: starting 2020, kasi yung campus namin is here in Batanga City. And as you may remember, the volcano eruption. So, halos walang kami nagyung pasok. I don't know kung may one month kami pumapasok na yung 2020. So actually, ano sabi nilang na naman suspension na naman. Kasi start of 2020 halos wala na kaming pasok. Then by, if I accurately remember, March 12 suspended kase lumana ganap yung COVID. So, so in terms of lesson, sabi naman masyado na kami left behind. And as mentioned sir, yeah, may bridging program. Pero sa campus namin kasi, hindi pa rin namin natakel yung dapat na mga topics do sa bridging program. Kasi ang dami talagang nag-interfere. So, as in, na-frustrate lang talaga kaming lahat. Cause calamities in there. As in full-blown frustration lang talaga namin.
1: Tia, yeah, how about you, Janjo? What were your initial reactions when you heard about the cancellation of face-to-face classes?
3: Okay, so our school suspended classes during maybe mid-March. I think March 13 was it that was towards the end of our third quarter. So it was filled with like numerous projects and our research paper actually was interrupted. So we didn't get to continue that. But when we saw the post that it said only one week, we were like, oh, that's fine. That's a lot of time to prepare. But then a few days later, they just decided to like cancel or suspend the whole school year. So we were like, so confused and shocked and very disappointed in ourselves. Uh, we achieved so little during that time. And the end of grade 11 was definitely a very essential prerequisite to what we have to discuss during grade 12. So we have pre-calculus that unfortunately we're all suffering from. So we have to take pre-calculus for our first quarter in grade 12. And our school year, or our school calendar for this year is shortened. So imagine the things you missed included in another calendar that was cut shorter than usual. So it was definitely hard. It was definitely a big, well, expected-ish and unexpected event for all of us, really. So we really had trouble adjusting to that as well.
1: All right so thank you for sharing your you know the initial feelings and reactions and ways of responding to how education has shifted from you know face to face to online and modular so i guess this is a question for all no sir crisologo janjo and ana is there anything you miss from actual face to face classes and Siguro, what are you doing to make up for these quote-unquote missed experiences? Siguro, sir, you can go ahead.
2: Well, definitely, I missed the opportunity na nakikita ko yung students ko and interacting with them. Sa math kasi yung diba parang ang impression ng mga tao sa math mahirap, possibly boring siya. So as a teacher, challenge, ma pano mo siya gawing interesting? So, part dun yung how you how you engage with them sa class, yung activities na gagawin together, kung paano mo kinakausap yung students, how you respond right away pag mo kang may nahihirapan. So, important yun eh. Pag nakikita mo yung mga face sila, nahihirapan sila, mag gauge mo as a teacher if you need to pause, if you need to go back, if you need to discuss further. Minsan, kailangan mo silang lapitan na ng mas close attention like a smaller group or minsan one-on-one, I miss that kasi yung human aspect ng teaching, yung interaction, wala talaga. Nawawala din yung feedback, mabilis na feedback sa teacher kung effective yung ginagawa niya, effective yung ginagawa ko in particular. So, hindi mo tuloy alam if you will proceed to the next lesson na okay na, naintindihan na ba ng mga students yung lessons na mo, or you have to go back or you have to re-emphasize. And honestly, I don't know. Kung ko malalaman yung information na yon. You don't want that na happen when pag katapo sa na exam, tapos mababa yung scores na la di parang, where's the time, where's the opportunity to reach the students at the same time it's really and it's really gratifying as a teacher to see the students learning to see the students interested yung pag light up yung face nila pag naiintindihan nila yung topic yung you have uh, something sa math na people would normally perceive as boring suddenly may batang magpuperk up maiinterest interest. si kokonek yon sa ibang subject parang yun yung moments eh na you live for as a teacher and it's so hard to, to get those Little moments, pag hindi mo nakikita yung students. If you're trying to teach over a computer, if you're not seeing how the students interact, there's really something missing without that human component. As to how I am adjusting dun sa kawalan ng component na yun, well, wala, it's, you have to live with the fact na it's not there. It's something na hindi mo makukuha. Without the actual experience of doing face-to-face, I guess I still interact with a lot of my students. I don't know if you're familiar with Discord. Lately, ko lang siya na discover. I think people use it for games para maliliis nila na kapag chat share ng screen and na kawento ko anong ginagawa nila. And as teachers, na pilitan kami i-adapt yung yung tools na yun for gaming para mag-engage students namin kasi they're already there sa Discord. Yung mga teachers wala. So, kami yung matututong pumasok dun sa mundo na yon para lang ma-reach sila. And minsan, I fear na ano eh na baka dahil sinisimulan na nung mga teachers pumasok sa Discord baka maging hindi na siya cool at maghanap na sila ng, ng ibang platform kasi, oh no, the the oldies are here. They're cramping our style para parang ganun. But yeah, I guess dun kuna na hokuhay yung interactions go with my students. It's not enough. It's not the same. It's definitely sobrang kulang. But I guess you you, you get what you can.
1: Okay. How about Jan? What's the one thing you miss about being in class?
3: So generally speaking, I miss my classmates, my friends, despite all our challenges, really. The reason why we're still pushing through, the, the reason why we can still push forward is because we have each other. So there's really an underlying connection that we may or may not be aware of, but it really helps us, you know, to cope with the workload, the requirements, the stress. And I think that's really an element that I honestly need like right now during online classes. I know I can Communicate with them through social media and like communication platforms like Discord, press platform, but it's, it's not really the same. It's you're talking like to a screen, to not actually your friends, well, your actual friends, but Iba porinte a feeling of being with them in the same room, doing everything together.
4: I actually shared the same sentiments with Sir Leo and Janjo, like super. Because when it comes relationships with teachers, pagka gusto magpahonsol, pagka face to face, you just go to the faculty, ask them if they're free, then go continue your consultation. Pagdating naman sa friends, yes, yeah, stress relievers, tawa samahan sa cafeteria. Pero kasi pagngayon. No talaga yung school ambience kasi nag siya with house. So yung clashing na yun, there are times na hindi na siya nagiging healthy. And aside from that, in terms of academic experience, I really miss laboratory classes. Kasi as a STEM student, for my opinion, laboratory classes yung isa pinaka-fun na part lalo na sa case namin actually yung research namin last year grade 11 um naantala din siya and nung pinauwi kami so grabe dala-dala ko yung beakers namin na may lamang sample <laughs> kasi ya yeah, baka siya mas spoil so imagine na lang kung natuloy yung research na yun face to face and actually it's very fulfilling my lab work. And ksep pagkaganon uh, mas naiintindihan namin yung inaaralan namin kasi nakikita namin siya visually so we get ah kaya pala to kasi ganon something like that
0: Okay thank you Aina. I actually have a question for Sir Crisologo were there were there instances that the students didn't have internet access or devices for online learning and how did you assist them with this but if you haven't, in your opinion, what's a good tip for teachers when they experience this? Sige. Sa amin,
2: in preparation for the online classes, they asked the teachers to prepare printed modules. Like they made teams, they divided the lessons. Na per teacher, kunya ako I will make this lesson, another teacher will make this lesson. Then we compiled it and we printed it out, and we distributed this to our students para meron silang materials meron silang learning materials but of course there's still that issue of equity if you're a student who is receiving a printed module and the teacher decides to to adjust no yung lesson like na realize the teacher maybe maybe it's too difficult it's too long and the teacher may want to make some changes to lessons if you're working on the printed modules then you might not have access to that dynamic changes that the teacher is implementing at the same time, if you were asking, what can the teacher to support the students who walang internet, who devices during distance learning, it's a difficult question to answer. Like, is, is it really the teacher who will be obligated to provide this support? The teacher does not have the financial uh, resources to enable the si student to have ng, ng devices maybe it has to go higher like the school administration making a survey kung sino bang students na dun sa body na yon yung nangangailangan ng tulong and coordinate with agencies or private organizations para hanapan ng paraan na mabigyan sila ng devices siguro at the same time i-equip yung teachers din natin now na we have to agree no hindi naman sila na eh, kung paano mag deliver ng distance learning Kung paano ibabalans yung yung meron kang estudiante na kompleto yung equipment, kompleto yung access at yung estudiante na wala, it's so difficult to say that this is the problem of the teacher. Kung paano niya tutulongan yung mga yung mga bata na kulang sa access? Kasi hindi rin naman sufficient yung resources ni teacher eh, para tutulongan yon, di ba? So I guess the best effort for the teacher is to raise these concerns to their administration and to try to help the student kung anum man yung kaya nung extent. Nya. But we shouldn't be asking then the teachers too much to give more than what they have. Kasi grow as ano mag-grow as people. They need their resources for for themselves. So it's really a it's a very difficult question to answer and I don't know what the correct answers are and yun, yeah.
0: Thank you sir. Actually agree, I agree with you. Not everything should be on the teacher of course. Like there should be support from the government or from the school admins and of course we have to have that understanding towards teachers that they can't provide all that support but they are trying their best also to do that. Okay, so let's talk about STEM. Now that we're 7 or I think 8 months into this lockdown, we've mentioned that people have been recognizing the importance of STEM and not just in the field of medicine, again, also in technology, innovation, and the like. So in your own words, what is the value of STEM now to you? So this is a question for everyone. Maybe we can start with our students.
3: This pandemic, really, if uh, we think of it, I mean, we should think about it. It's really something that STEM has to address, but not only STEM, of course, but STEM really has like a weight in it. Providing like support is another thing, but the roots of why this is happening, why we're having problems, is really a major STEM issue, I think. And it involves a lot of work, a lot of research, and that goes without saying that it needs a lot of financial support even, especially in the Philippines where we have little to maybe only a few doctors, scientists, researchers and that number is just declining as we go since well personally I really want to offend any of my relatives but um, some are actually discouraging me to pursue medicine since They've witnessed news uh, talking about doctors dying, doctors suffering because of the pandemic. But in my opinion, that's not really their fault. It's not their fault that they're outnumbered. It's not their fault that they don't have resources. So I really think that despite the challenges, I think they should really serve as more motivation really to pursue STEM and see the value of STEM, especially now.
0: Yes. What about you, Aina? Value of STEM
4: now. I think, grabe kasi yung dependency on STEM right now. <laughs> like, formulating vaccines, skewers, supposedly, the implementation of the para to mitigate the current situation. Natin, it depends on STEM. So, I think, it's Magahari siya, eh. magahari siya for now, kasi sobrang vital niya. Like the principles it upholds, then yung mga methods that develop under it. So I think it really has the highest value of them all.
0: Yes, I uh, agree with both of you, Ina um, and Janjo. And I hope that people see the value of STEM now. Like it's also beyond this pandemic. Eh? Like it's also in the systems in place that we have. We also can improve. Okay. So, uh, would you like to add to that, Sir Kesala?
2: So first, I want to distinguish. Na hindi naman kailangan yung STEM students. Those who are taking the STEM track in high school, sila lang yung dapat na matuto or ma- maglearn about what STEM is. I think this is something that should be learned, kahit regardless kung anong track yung kukunin mo. I mean, you can make the same argument din naman for if humanity sits important across na matutunan siya ng lahat ng estudyante. But I think what makes STEM valuable now and in the future, kasi nakikita natin that in society, meron tayong madaming anti-science sentiments na people who are distrustful of scientists like I guess the United States na meron have statements against Dr. Fauci, I guess we could find similar statements here. Part of the STEM kasi is the engineering design process and people need to understand, society needs to understand that solutions are not perfect pag First when they roll out. There's always a need to look at the results, there's a need to, to redesign and reapply. And we need that appreciation. Otherwise, parang iisipin natin, this is not working, tapo natin yan. Doon tayo sa next novel solution, kahit hindi pa natin na-explore fully yung existing so- solutions na nakikita natin. Part din ng STEM is science literacy. Do we understand what the repercussions are dun sa actions na ginagawa ng government, ng policy makers? And I think it's really important that as citizens, as people of uh in the society, na intindihan natin how science and engineering design works. Which is why I don't want to constrain STEM to STEM students. This is something na we should be familiar with, even if we're not going to practice this sa careers natin. So, I think it's very, very valuable that people understand what science is, what engineering is. Hindi lang yung nakagita natin technology, may process behind it. Eh. And it can be used to improve our lives, to improve our environment. And it's so easy to politicize it. And if we're not familiar with scientific thinking, we tayo masisway na two directions that may not be the best for us in the long term. So, yes, for me, it's the value of STEM. It, it needs to be understood and it will guide us it will help guide us to, to better futures than what we are having now i guess more scientists should be involved in policy making engineers din sa kasi sila yung ano eh, sila yung trained makakita ng patterns and makapagbigay ng recommendations based on existing data kung ano yung interventions na kailang gawin para i guess to protect yung environment kung yung objective natin malinis yung Manila Bay, yung yung biodiversity, then they would have the, they probably would have the answers. But it's not to say that sci- na, diba, the scientists are always right. But siladin yung mga tao, yung part din ng scientific training is admitting na hindi mo alam, admitting na possibly malika, and knowing yung process para i correct yung mistakes na yun. So people should understand that, that making mistakes, looking for better solutions. It's part of science. It's part of the engineering design process. Na not because there's a lot of scientists mo discredit the buong branch of, of science. Thank
1: you, sir. I think, you know, talking about these truths, and you know, parang it shouldn't be a taboo topic, personally, yeah. <laughs> na, yeah, exactly why we have to gather People in STEM, professionals in STEM to talk about these issues so that we can, you know, have a better society talaga. Kasi this health crisis, it affects everyone and eh? not just, you know, in business schools, not just, yeah, other sectors of society. Kaya it's good na scientific problems are also given scientific solutions. So, thank you for raising that, sir.
2: Thank you. Uh, can I add to that? Kasi you mentioned something about the pandemic. Ayun, so that's also part of scientific literacy ng society. You, you see a lot of people na hindi na sila nagmamask or they have opinions na this is just a hoax, this is not as bad as they say it is. Like, hindi naman natin kailangan magkaroon ng kamag-anak na namatay talaga sa COVID para na this is something serious. And na, lang na you have people talking about na hindi naman siya, ano, may kakilala ako, nagka-COVID, tapos gumaling agad. So it's probably not not as bad as they paint it out to be. But syempre, diba, if you are familiar with with the language of science, kung ku ano yung realities na pandemic spread, then you'll realize na hindi naman siya Baka matay sa lahat. That's not the point. Eh. The point is there's this chance that na pag ka, it could be very bad for you, and that's what we're avoiding. Hindi pa kasi si neighbor ay recover quickly from COVID. It's safe for everyone. It, we don't know. We don't know the risks, and I think yung lack of scientific literacy natin sa society meron siyang impact sa, sa health natin, and that is connected to the economy. That's connected to our jobs, and it's really scary na ang lalakay impact na pweding cause ng ignorance, diba? scientific ignorance. so yes, thank you for bringing up yung pandemic. I forgot to touch on that. but it's really something na ano diba? parang it's right in your face. it's affecting us and yet you still see people na parang hindi realize yung bigat nya or dismissing it out of possibly an ignorance in, in science. maybe hindi nila fault. Maybe they were not taught properly growing up. But it's there. It's it's scary.
0: To our students, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that the way STEM is being treated and valued right now is it affecting the way you see STEM, like negatively and positively? We can start with Aina.
4: For me, mas ako na motivate magpush sa STEM track kasi people really need to be educated kung ano ba talaga meron sa STEM it's yes merong mga intricate parts kaya actually lead sa smart shaming sabi niya ah okay yung mga jargons na ginagamit ganon ganon pero kasi people need to be they need an open mind na para makita nila na STEM is not just about technicalities Yung STEM na makikita nila in their everyday lives, I want them to realize that, and I want to be one of those people that can contribute para mas maeducate sila. Instead na discourage ako ng magtake ng STEM track, I use that as a motivation so I can fulfill my life advocacy, which is to help people.
3: To add to that, what Anan said, as mentioned earlier, as I mentioned earlier, some people are actually discouraging me to pursue medicine since they've been witnessing those news about doctors dying, etc, etc. But for me personally, I felt like I should be more determined. I should persevere more, actually. One of the reasons why I want to become a doctor is to like just help people in general in any way I can, really. and. Just because some accidents happen right now in the pandemic doesn't mean I have to turn back or turn against my values. Values I uphold, values I plan on following for the rest of my life, honestly. So this pandemic is definitely a sign for me. Definitely a motivation, of course, that I should continue, I should pursue. And I better make the most out of it because at the end of the day, we all grow out of this. And I hope that in the future, when I finally get that white coat, I can actually do the same for people. that Not only my close relatives or friends, but people who need it the most.
1: Thanks for that, Jandro and Aina. Siguro I wanna throw another question to you as students, because Sir mentioned how, the STEM education or let's say STEM students they have these challenges because somehow in the future they know that there's this possibility that, you know, people in power might not listen to us. So, siguro now as a STEM student, how would you like? not just teachers but you know school systems your administrators or maybe even local government or other sectors of society to support you as a stem student maybe you can have janjo
3: maybe aside from like specific support that we need maybe financial or promotional i guess i think the simplest thing that other people can do, not only institutions or school administrations, is to spread awareness and to support various student organizations, youth organizations that promote STEM for society. Don't mind if I do, but can I share this plug? Go lang! So, I'm part of this youth organization called Hiraya. We write bi-monthly issues about STEM. And recently, actually yesterday, we launched our second issue. So it was about Science for Societies. It included articles about the pandemic, articles about science issues, even in other countries as well. So that's actually a good example of how we as students and our viewers can support STEM and promote it more to society and simplify it. As Aina said, many people actually complain that there are so many jargons, there are so many terminologies that come with STEM, but there's actually a field dedicated to addressing that problem, which is science communication. We can simplify those terms, you can simplify those concepts and help people understand them better so that they can apply it in their everyday lives, which I think is such a fascinating thing. STEM is powerful enough to do that, and I don't think there's reason to just neglect that, actually.
1: How about you, Ena? Is there a specific type of support that you would like as a STEM student? I fully agree with Janjo, actually.
4: Research funds, etc., etc. Aside from that, I am also a part of a youth organization, Ciencia PH. And one of our projects is this top infodemic series wherein there are terms that we clarify in order to let the masses absorb what we are really talking about. Because yung talaga yung lack of knowledge. So I guess, the bottom line is use your voice. Don't be afraid to tell what you know. And on your end, siguro make sure that you you also know how to fact check. That's one one of the biggest issues, and especially in the science, in the scientific information, because there are people who false info kasi yun lang nakita nila so yun so para mas mapakinggan tayo let's have our credible sources and at the same time yung mga concepts na gather natin dun let's voice them out there's nothing wrong in voicing out kasi that's what we need that's what our country needs
1: I just want to say I'm so glad that we have young people who have this sense of how do you say it, conviction to really pursue STEM, right? And STEM not just as an education track or as a yeah high school track, but more as STEM and its relevance in society. So, okay. so maybe, sir, do you have anything to add to that on how different sectors can support STEM students or teachers or the STEM in general?
2: naiexcite lang kasi ako when Janjo mentioned science communication so yeah that's one thing no na magendang at narealize that yung STEM education it, people going into STEM fields they're not just necessarily yung ano yung mga hard scientists and doctors and engineers na science communication is a very very important part of STEM kasi ito yung ito yung pwede bridge to society para magkarunta yon ang ano na ma-achieve natin yung sinasabi natin na increased scientific literacy and with the tools available now it's not just yung communication na, na verbal nakita ko sa students ko na ang taas nung no, improve nung graphic design skills nila and putting complicated concepts and words into simpler words and illustrations na madaling maintindihan this will go a long way sa pag-communicate ng ng STEM sa, sa society and Think about it. Alam natin ngayon kung ibig sabihin ng flattening the curve. That's a very technical term. Before, naka-hinge naka siya sa understanding ng, ng mathematics, ng visualization, and ng pandemic. And yet, na-communicate siya sa atin in a way na we all know what it looks like, what flattening the curve looks like. We all sort of know what it means. Nakagawa pa nga tayo ng jokes about it. Eh. I guess, it's a success ng, ng science communication na medyo meron tayong big universal understanding what flattening the curve means. So, it's an exciting field na pwedeng ma-explore ng people who are interested in STEM but may not want to do the research kasi it's fine. Just because ayaw mong maging hard scientist, ayaw am maging doctor, doesn't mean STEM is not for you. It could be something that you're enjoying at pwede mong applyan ng communication skills and that will give a very positive impact pa rin sa society Because it bridges eh. It bridges that gap from the the highfalutin stem stuff to filtering out the information that is relevant to people. And hopefully if, if we could achieve that understanding, yung support na gusto nating ibigay ng society sa students natin, sa people who want to pursue stem, mas magiging viable, mas madali nating makukuha from from people kasi naiintindihan nila eh, nakikita nila ko ano yung value niya eh. Hindi lang siya yung, yung stereotype natin ng scientist na nerd, puti yung buhok, magulo yung buhok, nakasalamin, mukhang Einstein. Hindi, mahi humanize natin yung mga people who are doing science and hopefully makita ng mga bata na wala pang idea kung ano gusto nilang gawin. that is this is something that they would want to do. So, there's a big potential for science communication to have a big impact. Long term, syempre. To getting people into STEM, to getting people to appreciate what is the benefits of prioritizing STEM sa sa society natin. So yeah, so thank you, thank you, Sir Janjo for bringing it up. Because it's really something exciting, na path of STEM.
0: I agree with Sir Kijanjo that science communication is important and vital given what's happening now and. It's good to see there are a lot more youth organizations that promote STEM, like not just education, but STEM as a whole. And these aren't even people who are in STEM backgrounds. Like there are also graphic designers, there are video editors and, and researchers and stuff. So it's good that there are people to promote STEM. Like I myself, am not from a STEM background, but I really find it interesting that I can also use STEM in my everyday life, basically. So these are all actually good points from everyone and as we close the session, it's good to reflect and to think about how STEM will be moving forward given the challenges these past few months. So Sir Crisologo, after everything you've experienced so far in this pandemic, how can we improve our current STEM curriculum in order to prepare our students for the future?
2: Are we talking about sa context ng ng pandemic or we're assuming na we're past the pandemic na yung, ano, ano po yung context? Oh,
0: past the past the pandemic, sir.
2: Ah, okay. So, in my opinion, and sure, this is ano mahirap din magbigay ng definitive opinion kung paano natin improve yung curriculum, Because I feel that with the with the COVID pandemic na expose, maraming na expose. uh, gaps in how we as a society understand science and therefore, lalabas din ko ano yung kailangan nating matutunan. So, from my perspective, I think we should improve on making people understand the process of science, kung ano yung scientific truth versus uh, a majority opinion kasi nakikita natin how it impacts our public health eh anu yung yung kung how we respond to to crisis and consequently yung, yung health yung yeah part yan, part yung health natin yung well-being natin siguro we should be very very intentional in designing yung future STEM curriculum natin to achieve yung gusto nating magyare right now kasi it's tempting to just say, na, oh, we need to teach the same things. They need to learn everything from fractions hanggang calculus. And then in biology, they tell you they probably need to learn everything from from parts of cell and to biodiversity, to evolution. Pero, what are our goals? Do we want to learn these subjects separate from each other? Do we want to, to learn how they are connected as well, iko-connect din ba natin sa social studies so we know how scientific learning impacts society and you as a person do we want to connect this to to the humanities so we could improve on our science communication? Well, personally I feel yes na we should take a more integrated approach but we need to define ano yung goals natin? Ano yung gusto nating makita sa ating future society na scientifically literate who would be able to face a similar crisis like this na matutulungan ng improved STEM literacy. And siguro, isa din na isipin when we are designing a curriculum for, for STEM sa future no, after this pandemic is we should have that mindset na hindi natin alam what the future careers, what the future jobs will look like. Because if we pattern the curriculum on the existing jobs, na oh, mayroon ako na na programmer, mayroon ako engineer, mayroon ako na doctor. Maybe these are the same careers that our students will want to take. So we'll design a curriculum that prepares them to become engineers, to become doctors, to become scientists. But it could be, kasi in the sense, na hindi natin alam eh, ano yung possible careers in the future. So aren't we be better off? If we design for skills like critical thinking, for innovation, for yung curriculums that, that build on curiosity, kasi these skills will transcend kahit anong jobs, anong careers yung meron ngayon. At they will translate to any other future jobs na hindi pa natin na-imagine. Like, kunyari, ngayon, hindi naman natin ma-imagine siguro 20 years ago na, na people will have a career in, I don't know, ano ba, science communication or... Magwano websites, diba. Hindi, hindi naman natin silatin ruan how to, how to do these things. Eh. But they develop the skills that can carry across different careers. So I think that's more of what we want to build in STEM. We want the STEM skills, the critical thinking, the innovation, the ability to recognize good design, yung discipline na mag-recognize ma- na there are improvements that can be made, tapos, redesign, re- rework, and get feedback. Yung mga skills nayon transferable yon. kahit anong ano mo, kahit anong mo sa future. So I think that would be a good direction na puntahan if we are to design our curriculum for STEM in the future.
1: I think this conversation, it was not so much to, you know, us complaining about these challenges, but more on recognizing that. Yes, there are limitations. There are challenges in STEM before and during the pandemic. And conversations like this are so vital in providing concrete solutions, right? Which is the STEM way to go, about right? It's providing concrete solutions from people who firsthand experience challenges so that we can address it more contextually and improve STEM in the country as a whole, so, Siguro, to cap off na lang the whole session. Maybe we can have words of advice from our STEM teacher, and then what can you say to your fellow STEM teachers? And then for our students, what advice can you give to your fellow STems? So,
2: I guess if I were to give closing words, na pwedeng applicable to other teachers, other STEM teachers. The first would be to be kind to ourselves. Because society expects us na turuan yung mga bata may matutunan sila. And this pandemic is really upending everything na that we're used to and it's forcing us to, to use skills that we may not have yet. So we still need to get to that competency na magawa natin tong online learning na So let's be kind to ourselves and recognize that we're also learning, we're also trying our best. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't necessarily reflect on us. Na we're bad teachers, and we're bad people. Because we need to, eh, we also need to have to feel good about ourselves and what we're doing. And it's so easy to, you know, to feel that it's not working. Na this is so difficult. There are so many challenges. Na hindi ko ma overcome. And that could be true. Hindi talaga natin sala ma overcome. So maybe let's forgive ourselves. Dun sa mga magiging natin and see what improvements we can do in small increments over time. Yung opportunity din naman na, na halos and damedaming things online that gives us the opportunity to, to upskill, to learn new things, to figure out kung improve yung lesson delivery natin online. But at the same time, if we expect teachers to teach and to improve their skills at the same time, Baka that's unfair naman yun, because we also, we also have lives that we need to live. So, we need to take breaks. We need to give ourselves breaks while we're trying to help our students, while we're trying to upgrade our, our skills. There are a lot of communities that we can join that could help us support ourselves and support each other. They could be online. Like, I see groups online on ng math teachers, ng STEM teachers, ng science teachers, or possibly even yung mga gumagawa ng videos that will help them share techniques share what works for them so that cuts out a lot of the work in figuring out kung ano yung best practice ano yung magwo-work hindi magwo-work you can draw on the experience of other teachers and other people so yeah find and join online communities or even local teaching communities kung possible and we also have to keep in mind that Kailangan okay yung well-being ng students natin. Kasi if they're, if they're not in a good place, then walang learning na mangyayari. Hindi natin pwedeng e-force. I guess as an additional, additional burden sa teachers na, na recognize yung situations ng, ng students. Pero if it's frustrating then naman kasi for us na hindi natin maturuan yung bata, maybe we need to take a look at ano ba yung status ng well-being nila. There's a thing that we always say sa mga Seminars na naattend ko online seminars like Maslow's is greater than Bloom's. I don't know if familiar tayo dun sa term Maslow's, the hierarchy of needs, yung everything from food and shelter all the way to self-actualization. Tas yung Bloom's naman, Bloom's taxonomy. It's parang ng ano yung learning ng studente from simple recall of terms all the way dun sa sa makapag sila, sila ng something with what they've learned. But we always say, kailangan ma-address yung needs. Nang learner, ng teacher, before we can move on to learning and pedagogy. So, we have to keep that in mind. Then, na, we don't know the situation of our students, and they may need to, to address their maslow mo before we can address their blues.
4: Five things. We should help each other. Magtai magkilahan pa baba. Sabay sabay tayo sa road to victory. And, yun, as I mentioned ko kanina, Stand for the truth. People need the right info. So let's not fool ourselves with you know misleading misleading pieces of information. And don't be discouraged despite the external influences. So in connection, stand with the truth. Then even as mentioned, don't forget self-care. It is very very vital. We cannot do more wonderful stuff. Ndi tayong magafunctional ayos, kasi kung kinalimutan natin sarili natin eh. And in line with that, no pressure. Do things at your own pace, kasi let's not compromise the quality na we nating ibigay. That's all.
3: To. No fellow students out there through Batch 2021, who unfortunately had most college entrance exams waived, I know how you feel, it's hard, it's definitely something we have to cope with, We have no choice. But that doesn't mean that we will stop taking care of ourselves, looking out for ourselves. There goes a saying that studies first, but unfortunately that doesn't really apply anymore. We have to take care of ourselves first, our mental health, our well being, emotional well being. And without that, you won't be able to effectively perform if that's your goal. I really believe that this pandemic is a lesson to all of us. And although it's long overdue, it's still something that we we'll think about maybe five, 10 years from now. So, to everyone, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're drinking eight ounces of water every day. And I just want to let you know that I'm with you. I'm here for you, metaphorically. And we're in this together. That's all.
1: Yeah, all right. Thank you again, everyone. So yeah, that
0: concludes our first episode of STEM Talks. Thank you again to Sir Crisologo, to our students, Janjo and Aina for being our guests for today and for sharing their insights as well. We hope that our learners and educators and even maybe parents learned a thing or two today from this session. Tune in our next episode as we discuss more about integrated STEM education with the rest of the team. STEM Talks is powered by STEMPLUSPH, the flagship program of Unab Foundation. Make sure to subscribe and follow this podcast as well as our Facebook page, STEMPLUSPH or at STEMPH.rocks. You can also follow our Instagram at underscore STEMPH for more updates. Make sure to tag us when you share our episodes and use the hashtags STEMPH, STEMFI, and STEMPHROCK.
1: We can't wait to STEMify the future of the Philippines with you.